Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. They're not just toys. They're Marvelicious! Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys, issue 182. This is Marjorie. Arnie, back from the dead. And this is Justin. Yes, the show is back from the dead. In case you thought we were gone for a long time. Kind of my fault. I got really sick. And then, yeah, we were at Star Wars Celebration. Marjorie shook hands, hugged, kissed strangers. I don't know what happened, but you got, like, the true influenza. I did. I got the thing that you get flu shots to prevent because I didn't get a flu shot. (sighs) (laughs) And then... I had to go to C2E2 alone and meet Vincent D'Onofrio, the kingpin, without you. I was very sad about that. And Stan Lee got his autograph at C2E2. And then it's been a pretty long recovery for you. And Justin, you and I have been busy over at Now Playing, reviewing Pirates of the Caribbean shows. So we have been itching to do another Marvelicious Toys. So happy we're able to. I have literally boxes stacked as tall as me with stuff to discuss this episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's been a while. And, you know, obviously it's our aim to to get together and put out a show show more often than this. But that's why it's important to follow us on Facebook, because even when we're not putting out a show, we are keeping people informed with everything that's happening right there on Facebook and Twitter. So if you don't already follow us there, probably a good idea to find it out over there. And so while this week, I think everybody's talking about Wonder Woman, let's marvel it up in here. We haven't (laughs) reviewed anything since Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Last show, we were really anticipating that movie. Justin, have you seen it? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. It's been a while. No, yes, I saw it opening weekend. You know, I listened to you guys' review, and I thought you guys were fair about it. But You're talking about now playing where Stuart Jacob and I did it. Yep. And I gotta gotta say, Arnie, I think... Maybe you were a little harsh on it. I don't know. I really, really liked it. And I I guess it's hard to say if I like this one better than the first one. But right now, and maybe it's because this one's new, I like them equally. They're both very, very good movies. But I think the main thing is, is that they were able to do a sequel to a great movie and not have a major letdown. And that that's always kind of a scary thing with these, you know, coming into it. Because remember what happened with Iron Man 2? That wasn't great. I agree. I felt it was really good, but I am able to say I did like the first one better, but the first one had some flaws that always bothered me, and this one, I haven't figured out anything that bothered me so much now. Of course, loved, loved, loved Groot and Rocket in this one. Groot, when he's trying to get Yondu's fin, oh my god. Every time I saw that, I just wanted to die from cuteness. It was just so adorable. That was pretty fun. That's a desk, you idiot. I know. <laughs> and they just trying to put it on his head. And he's like, they had the whole hat conversation. He's like, that's why you don't like people with hats. 
And his little face. Oh my God, it was so cute. And Rocket was great. I liked his sassiness. He was good. I now surprisingly liked Mantis a whole bunch. I thought she was really fun and I really liked her and Drax together. I think that they were a great couple. Way more interesting and fun than Star-Lord and Gamora. And I really thought that Star-Lord was kind of downplayed this movie and he wasn't his usual fun self. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely more laughs per minute than the first one. And everybody, I think the thing that I enjoyed about this was, is that we weren't being introduced to this crew again. We already know them, so they didn't have to dial up every joke. But there was a lot of jokes throughout. Mm -hmm. Now, hey, Arnie, you being the Howard the Duck fan, what'd you think about seeing him for a little bit more in this one? Oh, I got a good laugh. You're out of luck till you've gone duck. I thought that was funny. Is that design creeping you out at all? Like, it just makes me feel uneasy for some reason seeing it. It's not as cute as the original skeevy one, you know? I still think you should look more like the one from the 80s, but I understand this is James Gunn, what he wants it to look like, and that's okay. I I actually, I like the old movie design best. I like the comic design second, and then... This one, hey, they made a plushie of him for the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Disneyland, and my friend Perry picked me up one, so I'm going to be all good with Howard in this movie. And I just wish I could say I agree with you. I keep going through this thing where I want to love Guardians of the Galaxy 2 as much as you do, and as much as I love Part 1. I just feel it was a little too sitcom-y, a little too joke-heavy, a little too plot-light. That's my complaints about it. I didn't think that it had the emotional resonance of the first one for me. And so the more I thought about it and I saw it twice, we went on our 15th wedding anniversary vacation and saw it a second time down there in IMAX. And I'm just not able to love this movie despite loving parts of this movie. You know, that's the one Marjorie talked about. Anything Baby Groot has my heart melting. And if you don't follow James Gunn on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, you should because he did the Groot dance in the beginning. That whole mocap Groot dance during the opening credits Aww. is him. And he posted like a four second clip of him dancing split screen with baby Groot doing that dance. It's hysterical. I love everything baby Groot. I found it funny. I just wanted more than funny. I thought the first film gave me more. I will say this about it. I feel like it delivers on a question that, to me, wasn't a huge deal walking out of that first movie, but I feel like a lot of people were asking it, and maybe it's because Gunn wanted us to, but the question about who Star-Lord's dad was. You know, I remember people guessing, like, maybe it's Adam Warlock, or maybe it was the Collector, who knows? And turns out that it's Ego, which is pretty cool. That was a great way to bring that planet into the Marvel Universe. I thought that was pretty clever, as instead of being a big face on a moon like he is in the comic books. But... What this movie did that really surprised me was it made me care about Yondu. And that was a nice twist that I did not see coming at the end there. That was really good how he did that. I wish it had been built up more in part one, though. And I don't think that it we were prepared for it. I will say there was very few dry eyes, though. I watched part one after seeing part two to see if, you know, this was totally retconned or they had no idea that this is the direction they were going to go. And... There's nothing in part one that directly contradicts the feelings that you get at the end of part two. I said my piece. I don't want to be too negative on Marvelicious. I said my piece during the now playing review. You can listen to it. I 
I just tend to have not had the feels the way I did when Groot said, we are Groot. I was a lot more moved than Yondu in this film. I, I, I wanted to feel more. Well, the real question on this show is, did the movie make you jazzed about the toys and the things that they're offering for this movie? I am Groot. Bob, it's a start. Groot may have come with me to New Orleans. <laughs> this Bop It Groot was like the perfect size to travel in my camera bag. Uh, why don't you just rest for a bit? And they did really cute things with the voice. So he went with me for 10 days and I didn't drive Arnie nuts with it, but I, I did have to buy a lot of Groot stuff because of the movie. Yeah, we did get a care package from our friends at Hasbro that had a Bop It Groot that Marjorie squeed over immediately. Her high score is currently 86. It's actually harder, I think. Um, it's R- 87. <laughs> it's actually harder than the R2 one, I think, because he's a figure type thing. But he was good for travel. But Marjorie was pretty obsessed. We were in New Orleans on vacation. And she's like, we need to go to a Walmart. We have to go to a Walmart. There's a baby Groot life-sized in Ravager outfit at Walmart. I had to have him. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing that guy lay around. I'll be honest with you. I think it's good looking. But I feel bad for Groot in that outfit. Oh my god, you're like the second person to say that, and I feel so guilty. It's like I've got a blood diamond or something. (laughs) It's almost like a prison uniform for him. I know, and I feel so bad now, but he's so cute. But he he? is cute. It's like when you put dogs in clothing. Yeah. (laughs) I will say that Boppet Groot is one of the most accurate and good-looking sculpts I've seen of Baby Groot out there in any of the lines. Isn't it? It's fantastic. Yep. Honestly, coming out of the movie, my love for the merchandise is stronger than ever. I love the Legends figures we got. This Ravager Groot is really cute, although I think his arms are too short because if he had the little emblem, he couldn't reach above his head to try it on as a hat. That's true. (laughs) And I even got so into this that I bought, I stalked Amazon all day. We've, of course, talked on the show before how I collected all of the Doritos bags, both the giant size and the individual size, gas station, whatever, with the Guardians people on it. But Amazon had an exclusive Doritos bag that I thought was a joke. It felt I like had to check, is it April Fool's Day? And this Think Geek doing this. No, Doritos put out a commemorative bag for Guardians of the Galaxy. That's pretty dang awesome. It was an Amazon exclusive and it sold out in just a couple hours. Did you know about this, Justin, what I'm talking about here? You know, I had a weird relationship with this because I saw it and it felt like there was a few days there where I was following it on Twitter because people are like, all right, where is it? It's supposed to be out today. What's going on? Where is it? And then finally it went up and I went over to Amazon. I'm like, hey, oh, 30 bucks for a bag of chips. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) I'm like, okay, the soundtrack, $12, a bag of chips, $5. Where is this extra $15 coming from? So at the end of the day, I, I decided 30 bucks was too much for, for a bag of chips. Well, apparently Amazon did something like this before. They had exclusive Back to the Future Pepsi, and it was like, blink and you missed it. Now, there's a lot of people out there saying that these Amazon Doritos for Guardians never went on sale because they were sold out in 49 minutes. No, they were for sale. I saw them and I had the opportunity and I just decided 30 bucks was not for me. Well, it was for me. I had no doubt. I mean, you're talking to the person who's gone to eBay to buy the South American exclusive Ultron Doritos. 
<laughs> but this is nice. I mean, what do you get for your $30? You get a keepsake box that looks like Peter Quill's boombox on the Milano with the wood paneling and awesome mixed volume two in it. You open up the box. There's instructions on how to start rocking. There's your bag of chips, which feels a lot more solid than most bag of chips. Like it's going to keep its shape. Yeah. Where's the MP3 player though? It's the, the bag of chips is the MP3 player. Oh, I see the USB little, or not USB, the micro USB, whatever thing in the, oh. So are there actually chips in here? Yes. But we're never going to find out, are we? You also get a USB cord that is a USB to mini USB, not micro USB, to charge your bag of chips. <laughs> and hot glued in there, a really old school pair of headphones like you used to get with a Walkman with the little foam things that barely cover your ears. Oh, okay. So they're kind of like Star-Lords. That's what he's rocking. Yes. And then the bag of chips itself is an MP3 player with the soundtrack. So you're saying the soundtrack's 10 bucks. Yeah. But how much does an MP3 player cost you? I don't know. Three bucks? <laughs> <laughs> the bag lights up. It does? Yes. Oh, my God. That is awesome. Like the Dorito, the Triangle Dorito, Justin. It has a, it glows. Okay, that's kind of cool. I don't know that it's necessary, but it's really awesome. And it's got a headphone jack on the front of the bag. And then what's really weird and awkward is the bag covers the controls for the MP3 player. So it's like you're just poking bag to feel the... <laughs> it's all that and a bag of chips. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> I think we have our title for the show now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, there's chips only at the very top. You get a total of three and a half ounces of chips only in a full-size bag. So it's like a snack bag up top. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have questions. <laughs> I, I do think this is kind of a cool concept, but here's where you lose me. Okay, as a collector, you're probably never going to listen to this. So this may, maybe this doesn't apply to you. But to the average person who gets this, are they supposed to not eat the chips and just carry around this bag while they're cruising on the street listening to awesome mix volume two on the usb when you plug it into the usb it's not only to charge but all of these files are available as mp3s that you can transfer or listen to on any device okay but the mp3 player is always going to be part of this bag yes <laughs> okay so you could maybe fold it up kind of small if you eat the chips and have this in your pocket but it's still going to be all crinkly right it's a standard type of bag yeah, it feels a little bit so more solid than other bags. Engadget actually did destroy their bag because the press got these long before they ever went for sale. And so if you go there, you get to see what the innards are. And there is not an MP3 player that has a case. Like, you can't take it out of the box. It's a circuit board inside this bag. Uh. So it is a collector's item that... Really, you're not going to walk down the road listening to unless maybe you're munching chips at the time. Here's here's how I would have handled it if I worked at Frito-Lay. I would have made it, if we're going to make it just like this, this is the idea, the bag is the MP3 player or whatnot. I would have made it so there's a certain number of them, 5,000, 10,000 of them that have the actual MP3 player in them. And they just go out to random stores and they cost the same amount as regular bags. So getting one is actually kind of neat. Otherwise, if this is what they're going to do and make it something 30 bucks that you have to be on Amazon at the right time for, 
why not make it a little more practical? Why not actually make a a plastic MP3 device that looks like a Walkman that you can actually use beyond eating a bag of chips and then having a flat bag of chips with a circuit board in it? Well, not from Doritos, but they actually did this. I saw it at Toys R Us. I had to have it. It is an MP3 player, the size and shape of Peter Quill's Walkman. It looks like an old 80s cassette Walkman, but it's an MP3 player and it was 25 bucks. Nice. See, they, they should have maybe teamed with them and given that away as part of this this thing for 30 bucks. But uh, the whole thing is just weird to me. <laughs> yeah, inside the bag of chips is, an, is another bag of chips. And it, it has the same bag that is this cassette on it and everything. So it's a special mini bag of chips inside this MP3 player bag of chips. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Apparently, according to the guys at Engadget, the sound that comes out of the headphone jack here, not that great. <laughs> Shocker. And <laughs> the micro SD card they put in it is only a 256 meg memory. So it's not that big of an MP3 player, but you can take these songs and listen to them the same as if you bought them from Amazon Music or something and have the MP3s to listen to on whatever device you'd like. It's an actual, like, SD card in there. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. So, theoretically, you could take this apart and put in a much bigger micro SD card with whatever music you wanted on it. <laughs> and it would be so practical to keep this as your main MP3 player. <laughs> <laughs> you could be listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys, where we talk about a bag of chips from a bag of chips. <laughs> Okay, so my ultimate thing on this is I think it's cool. I think it's a decent idea. I think they might have gone about it the wrong way. But I think ultimately I'm a little disappointed in it because when I first heard about it, I thought we were getting to a place where, you know, maybe we're going to start to see cool little electronic things just put into, you know, products that we see on shelves. You know, like maybe someday we're going to walk down the grocery store and a bag of Doritos will just start lighting up at us just to catch our eye, you know, but that's not what this is. This is kind of like that, but you're paying for that privilege rather than it just being a marketing ploy. Well, I'll tell you, I'm on eBay right now, and I'm so glad that I sat on Amazon all day that day. There's one guy who has listed this box of Doritos for $5,000. Oh. It's free shipping, though. Oh, well, then it's a bargain. What a martyr. The cheapest appeared to be $75, and those also have free shipping. I think I'd go with the $5,000 bag and use our affiliate link, please. (laughs) It's a cool thing. If I hadn't been buying all of the Doritos, I might have looked at this and been like, um, no, but I had to get this. Yeah, I'm not knocking you for getting it at all, to be honest with you, because you are a collector of food items and stuff like this. And I obviously a lot of people are because they went really fast. And I think it was because of the movie hype as well. I don't know that if you made definitely maybe Doritos on Amazon, they'd go so quick. I'm holding out for the 27 dresses Doritos. (laughs) That comes with a free dress with just a bunch of cheese dust on it. Yes. (laughs) And Cyclops. (laughs) And then I also could not, not order the Hot Toys life-sized Baby Groot with the three different heads. That's because I demanded it also. Unlike the potted life-size Baby Groot, though, that we got two of from Hot Toys, I only did get one of these. It was $200. You know, 
at first, you know, he's 189 so $10 less than that. And that's a little bit to blanch at. But think about it. This is a 12-inch Hot Toys, right? Yeah. And it seems to be the definitive version of this character. It comes with three different heads. So he has three different looking facial expressions. He even comes with his little Ravager suit. Unfortunately, the Ravager suit looks more like felt than the pleather or something. I'm a little disappointed in the Ravager suit. If there was a reason to get two, it would be to keep one in the Ravager suit. Let's leave him undressed because he should not be dressed. And he doesn't come with an emblem, even though they do have a photo of him posed with his hands up like he's holding an emblem for a hat. Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't pre-order, but geez, that it's a little tempting. He is very cute and life-size. Well, that face with the little smile. Oh, my God. This is one place where the, the seams and hems on a Hot Toys won't bother me because it's the actual scale. That's true. And I think it's going to be kind of cute. I can't wait for it to come. And finally, there's one other Guardians toy we've yet to see, but Marvel Toy News reports Toys R Us is getting an exclusive three and three quarter inch Guardians five pack. And so it's a lot of repacked Guardians figures, except I think it's our first time getting an unmasked Star-Lord. Oh, yeah. I was looking at that and I, I didn't even pick up on that. Um, apparently, these have been showing up in Australia at Toys R Us. So I don't know if they're getting stuff first, or maybe this is just straight up an Australian Toys R Us exclusive. But yeah, outside of that, you know, generic looking head they popped on Star-Lord, there's there's not a whole heck of a lot to get excited about here. It's slight repaints of figures that you could probably hop on Amazon right now and pick up. Well, I do hope it comes to the States, because right now that set he linked to sold for $250 US. Ooh. And with the new head, I gotta think that it'll show up here. Yeah, you're right. It, it'll probably show up at our Toys R Us, and I can see this being one of those exclusives that sits around for a year and a half. Not that there's anything wrong with the figures. I just feel like, you know, that Gamora, while awesome, has come out on a single card. She's come out in a two-pack with that Star-Lord. Rocket and Groot came out in a two-pack, and that that Drax feels like we've seen him at least once or twice, going back to even... Before the Infinite series, I think. He might have some new legs, though. Those might be some new Drax boots. It's hard to tell without seeing them in hand, but it looks like, yeah, a lot of repacks. But it also feels fitting for a Toys R Us 5-pack. Yeah. I wonder if it might be announced as a San Diego Comic-Con Toys R Us exclusive, because, hear me out on this, San Diego has often had Toys R Us announce Star Wars exclusives. We haven't had to deal with it, or did we? Was the X-Men set San Diego Comic-Con slash Toys R Us? Which X-Men set? That five-pack with the bad paint. Oh, yeah, that's been a few years, but it kind of feels like it might have been. I thought that was just a Toys R Us one, and it was a Toys R Us set that appeared at the Entertainment Earth booth. Right. at inter- They announced them as San Diego yeah. Comic-Con exclusives, They put them at the Entertainment Earth booth first, and then they show up at Toys R Us stores. Well, Hasbro has announced its San Diego Comic-Con exclusives for Marvel. And there's nothing in the three and three quarter inch line for the very first time ever that I've been collecting. Ever since they started the three and three quarter inch line, there's always been something, even if they're hedging their bets like that Ant-Man set. That's like, well, it could be Legends if you want a small guy, or it could be three and three quarter inch if you want a big guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
But they, this year, they're giving us a legend set, and we'll talk about that in a second. But instead of three and three quarters, they're doing a 12-inch figure exclusive. So could this Toys R Us set be announced that it's going to be at the Entertainment Earth booth first, and then we're going to see it at Toys R Us late July and August? I, I like your spidey senses on this one. It feels It feels just right for that type of situation. So I would not be super shocked if that is how it goes down. And let's talk, let's switch gears and look ahead. San Diego Comic-Con, it feels so far away, and yet it seems like everybody's trying to convince me it's next week. It's six weeks away. That's a long time. It's not. We're actually getting exclusives news pretty early, I think, this year. Hasbro really jumped the gun on this by announcing their stuff through Yahoo and the 12-inch figure... You gotta think that's pretty easy for them, right? It's mostly a repaint, so it's easy to do as exclusive. It's a Daredevil 12-inch figure. Yeah, this is this is interesting, and I feel like the character's kind of hot now because of the Netflix series. But remembering back to, you know, gosh, it's probably been seven, eight years ago when Hasbro had this 12-inch line going, Daredevil is one of those characters that they've already put out in this line. So while it's exciting to see something like this as an exclusive, and it's it's different, don't get me wrong, it's not like they're repurposing that older Daredevil figure. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I'll pick one up, but it's not really jazzing me so much because it's not even Netflix accurate. It's still comic book based. Yeah, they're tying into Defenders, which is going to be launching very shortly after Comic-Con. But I'm looking at this, I have a sneaking suspicion I wonder if we're paying for exclusive packaging, and maybe it comes with a box that was designed by Joe Casada, and it has two posters in the box. But when I'm looking at this figure, looking at the base body, I'm like, you could take a Spider-Man and make a Daredevil out of it, right? And then the boots, maybe this could be Deadpool boots or something. But when you look at the wrapped hands, the mask, the head, there's a lot of sculpting on this that is unique to this 12-inch figure. There's a lot of accessories and stuff. And while, yes, you could maybe reuse it if they want to do an Iron Fist later or something, I'm thinking because this is like a fold-flat box that with the special art, we may see this Daredevil Legends at mass retail. Yeah, very possible. And all very good points, too. I wasn't I wasn't knocking them for being lazy and doing a repaint, because there is a lot of new sculpting here. And it's, you know, without having it in hand, it's hard to pick out exactly how much of this is being reused. But yeah, that, that's a good call, Arnie. That, that, this may just be special packaging with those exclusive posters, and this could be coming out regularly, too. I'm looking at the Deadpool right now. Those are not Deadpool's boots. So we got new boots, even though they could be reused later. New arms, new head, that belt accessory, the stick. So at no point do they say it's not. The figure is exclusive. They talk about the box. This is what they're doing for every Star Wars exclusive now, is when you buy it at Comic-Con, you're getting an exclusive box, a couple exclusive accessories, but you're not getting exclusive figures anymore. No, and a lot of people like that, though, because... The kicker's always been you got to have the exclusive figure. That's usually what people want. So the packaging is for like the people who are super duper collectors. Maybe he'll have a different paint job too if he comes out at mass retail. And we've seen this with the Legends. I mean, last year's Legends set, everybody except Purple Man came out slightly repainted, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, for the hardcore guys who don't want to pay for it, you can 
pretty much make a purple man. That base body has been out there on a few figures now. Yeah. And then in the Legends scale, looks like it's another box buster to ship home. It's going to be a Thor figure five pack that looks kind of cool. I mean, with the Thor movie in November, doing an Asgardian set makes a lot of sense. We got Boar, Malkith, Thor, Jane Foster Thor, I mean, the unworthy Thor, the Odinson, and Ulick. This is one of those things that until we see it in person, I think it's going to shock us how not huge it is. I mean, looking at this in on the on the page here, yeah, it's it's five figures side by side, but it folds up into a nice hexagram shape. I mean, that's not going to be much bigger than a bag of six inch figures you buy at the store. I mean, it's definitely not going to be as wheel unwieldy as some of like the raft and Ant-Man. Ant-Man was a big, weird shape. This actually might be shipping friendly. You're actually right. You know, the box looked deep to me, but it's probably only a eight or 10 inch box. And maybe it fits 12 inch by 12 inch box. That could be quite handy to ship. It's a very nice fold-out box. Again, I probably see myself getting one to keep boxed, one to open. But I, I imagine these figures, we'll see most, if not all of them, in a Legends wave coming out around the time of the movie. Perhaps. There's a few oddballs here that I don't see necessarily fitting into a line. But then again, it's Hasbro, and they always have one or two in a line where it's like, oh, would I be buying this if it wasn't for the Build-A-Figure piece? The one I... Th- think for sure we'll see again is Jane Foster Lady Thor. Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of sculpting. It's a really popular character. The shirtless Thor with the tattered cape, that looks like something where they'd be reusing a lot of parts. They wouldn't necessarily have to put him back out. Boar, with all the sculpting on that armor, I have a feeling they'll release Boar. I'm really digging the uh, painted chest hair on that that Thor figure. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of when I was like seven and I dressed like Gene Simmons for Halloween and my sisters grabbed some Sharpies and drew chest hair on me. (laughs) It's kind of taking me back to the old days of Toy Biz when they used to kind of do that paint app on Wolverine figure arms. Mm, That's right. They did. (laughs) And then Malekith and Ulick, I think we'll see them again. There's just a lot of sculpting going on with them. And I hate to be so cynical, but I look and I go, did they have to work hard for this? Yes. Then they're going to put it out at retail. Yeah. And I can see Ulick being a -a Build-A-Figure. Yeah. He's not much bigger than the others, though. When you look at him, it looks like Malekith and Jane Foster Thor are smaller. Ulick and Boar are bigger. Boar might even be taller than Ulick. Yeah, it's it's hard to get a read on him because I don't know if the the images that we're seeing are actual actual box photos or you know photoshopped into there. Because looking at the figure, it looks like he's made from some of the rhino parts. You're right. I'm looking at like the biceps and things. Those definitely could be rhino parts. So he might end up being a little bit bigger than what we've seen in these publicity photos. But you know what? It is it is kind of a different thing. You're right. We're seeing this a little earlier than normal, but it's the first time in a long time that I can remember Hasbro actually breaking the news of their exclusives before it was rumored for weeks and weeks before they got to announce it. Yeah, it's almost like they circumvented all the leaks this time and said, we'll show you. Hey, here's our stuff early. And we also got some news on some other exclusives. 112 is currently announcing their exclusives and they are doing one a day, and they haven't gotten to Marvel yet, but we know there will be some. Diamond Select Toys is doing 
four of their PVC statues for Comic-Con, though. There's going to be an unmasked Iron Man, the Riri Williams Iron Man. So you get the head sculpt there. There's an awesome Dark Phoenix with translucent hair. I need this statue. (laughs) That one does look pretty sweet. There's a silver superior Iron Man that kind of looks like the Mark II armor that I've already pre-ordered from Entertainment Earth. (laughs) And there's a blue Deadpool that I've also pre-ordered from Entertainment Earth. And these are all diamond. Those they're getting into that that statue line, and it it still kind of freaks me out. Like I don't think of them as a statue company, but they've been doing it for a couple of years now. Honestly, look at that finish on that Superior Iron Man statue too. That's pretty cool for what it is. And forty five dollars is all we're talking for that Iron Man statue. Yeah, they're really encroaching in Kodo's business here. It feels like, but doing different enough stuff that I feel like they complement each other in a weird way. I'm hoping they put the Iron Man and especially the Dark Phoenix up for pre-order on Entertainment Earth as well, because I don't want to have to stress about getting over to the EE booth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that booth is always hit or miss. Like there's sometimes where there's a huge line, other times where it's just like, oh, you can walk right up to the to the counter. Yeah. And it's also questionable how much they're going to stock the items. Very true. But you know who has been stocking items? There's been stuff showing up at stores lately. I know. I have been picking up quite a bit, not ordering by the cases. I've been getting those more child-aimed figures for Spider-Man Homecoming. The Spider-Man and Blue Spider-Man and Vulture. The not six-inch figures? See, they're kind of six-inch. They're like five and a half. Mm -hmm. They're six inches, but they were in the pool. (laughs) A little bit of shrinkage. Those are really hard to pick up with unbent and dinged card backs, too. Yeah, I mean, are you guys collecting them to keep carded or these type of things that you're picking up just to kind of mess around with? Well, let's be careful how you throw away this. uh, Let's be careful how you throw around this you guys thing. Also, first of all, I need great cards for photos before I open them. Sure. But yeah, you're right. These are these aren't just standard cards. I feel like I've looked at them a few times. It's thinner cardboard and there's a lot of angles and flares coming off of them. And obviously being aimed at kids, I'm sure they get kids getting their grubby little hands on them and, you know, dinging them up before you get a chance to get your hands on the figures. Yeah, I'm still looking for a perfect vulture. The other thing is when I was at C2E2, I saw something I'd never seen before at one of those booths in the Kitty Guardians of the Galaxy line. They had Nebula. And when I turned it on the back, it talked about having Yondu and Mantis and some other characters. There's like a second wave of those figures. And the one that they had was a torn card and they wanted $18 for it. I'm like, no way. I took a picture of the card back so that I knew which figures to look for. But I have seen nothing about them at retail. Oh, okay. So since I don't pay attention to these that much... I will say that I have seen Nebula hanging on the peg, so don't freak out and overspend for that yet. They will be showing up. Okay, because, yeah, I I hadn't seen them on stores or online or anything, and so to find that there was a second wave was kind of cool. And there's a second wave of the Spider-Man figures coming out with at least a shocker Marvel Toy News posted about. Yeah, which may or may not be a look at what Shocker looks like in the movie, because that looks that looks kind of movie-ish as opposed to comic book inspired. It does. It has a weird, because it's one of these five POA figures, it has a weird cartoon aesthetic, though. 
but it might be our only chance to get a movie-based shocker. Yeah, true. It, it has cartoon comic colors, but the the detail feels very much in the Marvel Universe is what kind of gets me. And of course, for the more advanced figures, the Homecoming Legends are also starting to hit. I got my case in. Yeah, I've seen those uh, on displays at Walmarts. You know, and obviously the hot figures are gone right away. The homemade suit Spidey and Moon Knight are are hot. And so is the wingsuit Spider-Man. So I don't know if these are going to be hitting the pegs as hard as the Guardians first wave did. Because those I feel like you can pick up anywhere. But if you're interested in getting the full wave of Spider-Man, it might be an online order type of thing. Wow, I did not expect that to be the case. One thing I've been trying to find and... Just lucked out. On my way to see Wonder Woman, we stopped at Toys R Us because online, these things have sold out almost as quickly as they've gone up. The Toys R Us exclusive Mary Jane and Spider-Man Legend figure two-pack. Holy cow. I saw, this was probably two weeks ago, a Toys R Us near me had them. And I was like, all right, I'll pick one up. But I kind of hemmed and hawed. I'm like, I don't know if I really, really want this. But I'm like, I probably should pick it up as Mary Jane looks cool. Blah, blah, blah. They've. They've been gone. They're not coming back. I saw they went on sale online. They went out of stock. They haven't come back yet. So these these seem to be one of those Toys R Us exclusives that I couldn't have predicted would have been super hot. Do you need us to get you one? No, I did pick that okay. one up that I did see. So are they sitting around by you? No, we got in there, I think, the day they put the case out. And when I left, there was one set left. Yeah, that's kind of my experience, too, that they were... There and gone. People are freaking out over Mary Jane. Yeah, it's got to be Mary Jane because the Spider-Man is this. This isn't the pizza Spider-Man, right? Uh, it is hard to tell. I've, I've lost the string on Spider-Man because they've done so many over the last two years. But it could be with a new with a new head and a more royally blue plastic. And what is with the glow on his chest? I don't understand it. Think. uh don't quote me on this, but I think it's because this exact body is being used somewhere else as a Spider-Man. And this is a way to distinguish between the two releases. <laughs> but what does it mean in the comic universe? <laughs> does it does it actually glow or is it just green splotch on there? It looks just like a splotch. It's not supposed to glow. I mean, um, there may be an issue I missed where it lit up or something, but it is really kind of funky. Yeah, I see a lot of people buying this pack and trying to trade off the Spider-Man. <laughs> so <laughs> Everybody wants the MJ. And that's the classic outfit, black shirt, jeans. Yeah, it's cool to get, you know, civilian looking people in the Marvel Legends line. This is going to be a good base for customizers as well if it ever comes back around. Yeah, and being Toys R Us, I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Usually they're hard to get at first. Yeah, and then, you know, they'll sit there for years if they do get shipments later. But, you know, that's usually the case. But there's been a few things that, you know, I've never seen. Like, on the Star Wars side, they had a three-pack of Astromechs like a year ago that just never showed up around me at all. And there is another, I believe, Toys R Us exclusive two-pack coming, Cyclops and Dark Phoenix. And the Dark Phoenix has an interchangeable head and looks really good. Maybe they're going to use this same skew and it's going to be a second piece. So it's possible this won't show up. I'm not trying to panic anyone, but <laughs> it is possible that rather than second shipments of this, they may get the Phoenix and Cyclops. 
Well, maybe Hasbro is on to something and they're striking while while the the women figures are hot because it's starting to ship to Walgreens the Invisible Woman figure that's exclusive too. Yeah, I found that. I Actually, it was so shocking for me to find a figure at a Walgreens for the first time. I had to like text Marjorie because she hits a lot more Walgreens than I do. I'm like, do we have this already? I don't think I've ever seen it. And I had to have it, especially with Herbie. <laughs> yeah. I've been looking for that for a long time for you, too. And I actually gave up hope that it had come and gone and we just missed it. Well, like most Walgreens exclusives, they're really hard to find when they first start shipping and then... You know, you can find most any of them laying around at a good number of Walgreens. We still have Namor at the Walgreens by our house. Punisher, too. Yeah, Punisher. I can go get you Daredevils if you need them. I can get you the exclusive Ant-Man if you need them. The only one that seems to be a little bit harder to find, which this one may end up being, is the Agent Venom Spider-Man. That one ended up being a little bit harder to find overall. But it was easy to find for quite a long time. It's just been years. Right. It just flowed through the system eventually. And on eBay showed up what the next Walgreens exclusive is probably going to be. On eBay in the same Blue Legends packaging, Human Torch. Ooh, that is exciting. Maybe they're going to eventually build a Fantastic Four team through Walgreens. That's what I'm thinking they're trying to do. And I'm looking forward to the thing, and hopefully Mr. Fantastic comes with a lot of interchangeable, stretchy limbs. It would be nice if they could get this whole team together in within a year, because it seems like over the whole course of Marvel Legends, getting a Fantastic Four team with the same color plastic and from the same collection has been somewhat of a challenge. There is that Toy Biz box set that I keep seeing when I go to toy shows. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's like this, but everywhere? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And speaking of Fantastic Four, obviously something has thawed between Marvel and Fox because they are making Fantastic Four Legends and something I never thought would happen. The Marvel Legendary card game, which is a lot of fun. We've played it with Andrew, one of our video editors, before. I really loved playing it. But before I got into it, they put out a Fantastic Four expansion set. And then Marvel told them, you can't make that anymore. And it became super rare. It would often be listed on eBay for well over $100. I'd seen some listings over $200. I played what I considered the long game, got a set for $70 and was cheering myself. But now Upper Deck has announced that... Marvel's letting them do it again, and this fall, the Fantastic Four Legendary set will be back in gaming stores. Hey, all right. So I only overspent by $50! Yay! (laughs) But you have an original, not a reissue. True, but I don't know that they do anything to mark that or anything. (laughs) (laughs) But you're happy with it, so it's all good, right? Yes, I buy the game to play. Also, while we're talking about stuff ordered online, I did get a nice big box while I was in New Orleans. The Amazon exclusive Spider-Man Sinister Six three and three quarter inch figure set has arrived. I have yet to open it, but I need to open it pretty soon because apparently a lot of people are getting this damaged. Ooh, yeah, you probably want to open it and find out if you need to return it before they disappear forever. Yeah, it's still on for right now, but a lot of people are getting bent card tops and torn cards and... 
Uh, that's a bummer considering that that's the one reason to buy this set. Yeah. I bought two, one to open, one to keep mint. So if one of them's good, I'm lucky. I, it might be helpful for me, though. They were each in a shipping box, so maybe they just slapped labels on those shipper boxes. But for me, they shipped them with my Doritos. So I got them actually double boxed. <laughs> nice. And if your Doritos showed up in okay condition, then I'm guessing your carded figures are all right. In other online news... We're not going to run through everything that's gone up for pre-order, but there's something I just need to discuss. Sideshow, against all odds, against reason, against logic, and against good graces, continues their own 12-inch line of figures. (laughs) (laughs) And I've thought about, they've had some sales lately, I've thought about their Punisher, I've thought about their Wolverine, I've thought about the Daredevil, but now they've released Thor. And my god. If you're a fan of adventures and babysitting, this is the Thor for you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, Vincent D'Onofrio actually had adventures and babysitting Thor photos on his booth for Aww. signature, too. You know what it reminded me of more than Marvel Comics? Our local head shop, we went to looking for a t-shirt one time for Marjorie's brother. She wanted to find a specific band shirt. So we went to this place, and out in the middle, they had a whole bunch of Thor statues. And this was right around the time of Thor the Dark World. I even remember posting photos of this to Facebook. But they aren't Marvel Comics Thor. Thor is based on Norse mythology. And so they did their own interpretations of the gods. And when you deal with the Norse mythology, I mean, Thor has a hammer and Odin has a helmet. So Marvel did not get so unique that you can't have similar looking things based on Norse mythology. With his giant pimp fur cape, I thought this was not Marvel's Thor, but just Thor. (laughs) I, I just got to the slide that shows that that fur collar is removable if it's bothering you. Oh, it's bothering Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of bother in this. One thing that's very telling about this, and I don't know if it's Sideshow made this decision or the marketing department made this decision, but if you're looking at their page, the very first image they show you is the exclusive Thor frog, which is probably the most interesting part of this. It is. I want frog. I want that frog. I will never buy this figure, but man, I want that frog. Didn't they already do it? No, that was Gentle Giant. Gentle Giant did actually. Sideshow did a statue of Thor frog that you got a discount on if you bought the Thor premium format. I really want this tiny. It looks like it has zero points of articulation, but it is the exclusive accessory Thor frog. But... This Thor, the problem I keep having with every Sideshow figure is the face, or which is why I like the Deadpool enough to buy it, is because it didn't have a face. But I've read a lot of Marvel Comics Thors. This looks like none of them. It doesn't look like Hemsworth, but they're going for comic accuracy. This does not look like Thor from the comics. Nah, he's just, just looks like an ugly dude. I mean, yeah. it's, it's sculpted well, but man, it's just an ugly mug on that face. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can see that with the little scowl and the downward turned lips. And the big jaw. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, sideshow. I don't know. Do we have any listeners that are into this line that we feel like we're making fun of every time they pop a new figure into it? And I love sideshow. I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars there on premium format figures for Marvel. And Yet this 12-inch line, each piece they put out, I'm like, 
nope, that's another big pass. But I will scour eBay because I would probably pay like almost a third of the price of the figure just for that frog. <laughs> but I will have no room to start another 12-inch line. I got notice. The Hot Toys Hulkbuster is shipping in June. Oh, boy. That's this month. <laughs> Do we need to have a dedicated six foot by six foot area? How big is this thing? It's big. Um, I was at C2E2 and I saw a booth that had this huge Hulkbuster statue. And I can't remember who made it now, but I asked them and it was a Brazilian company without a license to sell to the States. And that thing was as big as the NECA Hulk. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be bigger than the Ironmonger Hot Toys, which was pretty damn big. By a lot. <laughs> Ironmonger was 17 and a half inches tall. Hulkbuster is 21 inches tall. Ooh. So do I need to make sure to have like some cold sodas and waters for the FedEx guy that day? He's going to need a hand truck for sure. Dimensional weight is still TBD, but I'm getting really excited that it's shipping finally. What, Age of Ultron only came out two years ago, right? Yeah, I mean, when was this originally expected? I want to say a year ago, October, right? I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it was October of 15, but they did go back, completely redo it, kept the price the same, and added so much more. Yeah, and, and you know, in that instance, it's well worth the wait, and it's still a cool piece to have coming. It's not like they've ruined the lore of the Hulkbuster since this movie came out. Yeah. Did, uh, you didn't order, right? No, but at this point, I kind of wish I had. I mean, it's been that long. It could have worked out to like $12 a month. <laughs> <laughs> They're still available from Sideshow. It did not sell out. Interesting. Next time I got an extra $900 laying around, I might hop over there and pick one up. See, it should have done it because, you know, that flex pay, you probably would have been like, oh, yeah, I ordered that. I remember now. It's paid for? All right. That's how I found out is my last payment of like 60 bucks is due in June. Very nice. And I made all those other payments in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll, that'll be a fun one to get and review finally. Maybe, maybe you should save that one for us to get together and we'll do a hands-on review in person. Mm. I take three of us to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are ready for Christmas, right? <laughs> I'm not even ready for Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am starting to get ready for Christmas because Marvel has released for pre-order a Sum Sum Advent calendar, and it fills me with all kinds of holiday joy and cheer and good tidings because it's an Advent calendar with Sum Sums in it. All right, I gotta say, I think Lego has been giving Star Wars way too much advent calendar love without doing a Marvel advent calendar, so it's cool to be getting an advent calendar for Marvel. And yeah, Jack-specific Tsum Tsums. I wish there were exclusive characters in there. There aren't exclusive characters, and it looks... The stands are the ones that you get in the blind bag. You know, the little round bags that they have at Walgreens and places like that. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't look like there's any exclusive characters in here, but I don't really care because it's got a lot of my favorites because you got Cap, there's a little itty-bitty Groot, there's a itty-bitty Rocket, there's an Iron Man, there's a Star-Lord, and he has his little mixtape stand. There's a Spider-Man, there's a Gamora. So it's kind of cool. They hit a whole bunch of things, and the neat thing about Tsum Tsums is they dig deep for some of the characters. 
So I think that's really cool. And oh, Arnie, there's a Ghost Rider. I saw that. You do get exclusive repaints on the bases. They've put snow on top of the trees and the stands. They have. I thought that was just a bad picture. Okay, that's super cute. Yeah, it says six holiday-themed accessories and six seasonal headpieces. Huh. So maybe you're going to get some of these characters with, like, Santa hats on or something, and they're not showing it yet. Oh, my God. That would be insane. I think that's kind of the case, is you'll be getting little, at least little accessories you can put on their heads. Oh my god, oh my god, I don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> well, I've ordered two, because in case it doesn't get to the photo studio fast enough, I want to be sure... I'm going to do one every day. You're able to do it day one. You're going to have to do a live Facebook each day as you do your Zoom Zoom advent. I've never done an advent calendar before. You know, I'm starting to think that the Zoom Zooms you get might be different per calendar too because looking at some of these promo photos they're showing you know they have a thanos one and a thor one and a nick fury one and a spider woman that they're not showing in that group shot that's true hmm well i mean that's kind of their whole thing right is the blind bag thing like and when there's an exclusive they they put it in a three pack and hide that one from you It doesn't say if there's any randomness involved, so that'll be something to check. The fact that there's no exclusive figure shown makes me think that even if there is some variance, it's it's the same figures, but you're going to get the different bases and headpieces. That is cute. Might have to pick up one of those for ourselves here at the house. But I will not buy a Christmas item before August. That's just the hard rule. That's okay. It doesn't ship until October. Great. (laughs) There's a loophole to everything, Justin. (laughs) <laughs> and you said there's a spider woman. I just counted. The group shot only has 17 Tsum Tsums. So there should be an 18th somewhere. Oh, maybe that's the one. Oh, you're right. Because I'm looking at that photo again. They do show Thanos and Nick Fury on the mm-hmm. group shot. It'll be interesting to see if they are pre-selected or, or random. They're showing Doc Ock and Vision on the front of the box. I'm not seeing them anywhere. Here's how I just look at it. Does it make you feel pretty? Sure. Then buy it. Justin, does this make you feel pretty? To a degree. You know, not not gorgeous or anything, but yeah. <laughs> then buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our show for this week. We're just getting back in the swing of things. We will be back in a couple of weeks. We promise before Spider-Man Homecoming comes out so we can review those Spider-Man figures from Amazon and the 12-inch Deadpool Legends figure. Oh, yeah. That'll be a fun one to to rip out of the box and start playing with. So we'll have all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. I am Krogan. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. 
A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or post your thoughts in our forums. You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Have you guys seen the, I know Marjorie has, have you seen the direct TV ad with Marky Mark where James Marsden's there and he's like, can I stop dying yet? No, you're so good at it. <laughs> nice. I don't think I've seen that. Because do you watch Westworld? Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's James Marsden on Westworld. Oh, okay. Who dies every episode. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> And Ulick. <laughs> Ulick? No, Ulick. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously being aimed at kids, I'm sure they get molested a little bit in the store before you can get around to picking them up. The, the toys, not the kids. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say that again? <laughs> Way to go, Justin. <laughs> I am on some sort of watch list, I swear to God. The other day, Rory. It looks just like a splodge. It's not supposed to grow. It grow. <laughs> <laughs> you never know if you don't grow. 12-inch Thor, that was my nickname in high school. Because <laughs> you were Thor a lot? Ouch. I made him Thor. <laughs> <laughs>